Imagine a business built on what matters most to you. One inspired by creativity and connection, where purpose leads to profit and wealth is measured not just by your bottom line, but by your higher self. Welcome to the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast, where we connect the spiritual with the practical to create a holistic approach to entrepreneurship. Leave the hustle behind and let your intuition lead the way as you grow a successful, fulfilling business and a joyful, radiant life. Hello, my wise ones, and welcome to another episode of the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and boy, do I have a treat for you today. So I am so excited to share my interview with India Jackson today. I met India actually through my colleague, Erica Corday, who I featured on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast a few episodes ago. I will be sure to link to Erica's interview in the show notes as well. But it was Erica who said, oh my gosh, Lee, you have to connect with India. You have to hear her story. And she would be a perfect fit for your show. And you know what, Erica, you are 100% correct. So I am thrilled to bring on India today. India Jackson is the founder of India Jackson Artistry, a visual marketing agency known for taking an authentic and unapologetic approach to reaching your goals. Over the last 11 years, her team has provided consulting, strategy, photography, and training for everyone from coaches to over 50 Christian Dior retailers. She has an art and design degree and credits her unique perspective to her years of experience transitioning from model to published photographer and award-winning plant-based bodybuilder in her pastime. India loves disrupting the way people view job titles, branding, visibility, and ultimately themselves. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend, India Jackson. Well, hello, India. Thank you so much for coming on the Work Your Inner Wisdom podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, I've been really excited to bring you on the show. And so let's get started. Let's dive right in. Uh, tell me about your business and how you show up and serve the world. Oh, great question. Um, I'm the owner of India Jackson Artistry. We're actually currently going through a rebrand. Um, so we will have a new name soon. Ooh, that's exciting. I know. I'm super excited about it because it's definitely more aligned. But we offer um, visual marketing services. We're a visual marketing agency. And so what that means is that we're going in and we're helping everything from personal brands, um, real estate agents, gym owners, brick and mortars, to coaches and large corporations like Christian Dior really break down who they are, why they are, and then also how to showcase this in imagery so they can really be in an authentic place um, and attract people who are aligned with that. And it's just a really cool experience to kind of unpack so many layers of the cool things that people are into and the different aspects of their business that they sometimes forget to show. (laughs) Well, and I love too that for you, it really is about showcasing the client in a very authentic way. That seems to be really at the heart of the work that you do. And you have a really fascinating backstory. Can you share a little bit about what brought you into the world of visual marketing? Sure. Um, I actually started as a model on the other side of the camera, um, and I always had a love for photography. So I was learning a lot about lighting. Um, I modeled for lighting classes in college and had been featured in quite a few different magazines and things like that. And in that process, I met so many other models 
Um, and unfortunately, just the industry stereotype I was finding to be true was that these photographers were sometimes taking advantage of us. And we were teenagers at the time. And really just also putting people in a position where when you would come and ask for a particular type of image, such as an acting headshot to get a role as a mom, they would still somehow find a way to like overly sexualize that. And so it just really called to attention to me. Um, my friend actually asked me like, hey, can you please provide a safe space for women to get the images that they want instead of the images that the photographer thinks that they should have and where they don't have to worry about like the sexual harassment and other things that can come with that industry. And so I switched majors from science to um, going into art and design, picked up the camera, started shooting more. And before I knew it, like, I had started a business um, while I was still in college. I think this is such a tremendous example of how you are able to use your work to advocate for people and to really fight back against some disturbing trends, not just in your industry. I think, I think we're seeing it really everywhere with the Me Too movement and so forth. And I just see the work that you're doing as being so vital and empowering women to stand up and claim their space and take control of their narrative. Thank you. I, I think it's really important for people to just feel like they have safe spaces too. And that was always a really big thing for me to be able to have that. So I'm curious, when we think about the art of visual marketing, what are some things that maybe say your coach or your intuitive entrepreneur isn't thinking about, but maybe they should be as they're kind of entering into this relationship with their photographer or with their brand designer? Ooh, I think it's important to get crystal clear on who you are, where you want to go, and really what is your audience's perception of you currently. Um, and is that aligned with what you would want it to be or what it actually is in reality with like your closest friends. I think that those are technically not visual marketing related, but on the receiving end of that, when you know the answers to those questions and you have clarity around it, it makes it much easier to decide what photographer is going to be able to display something that's aligned for you or to be able to articulate what it exactly it is that you're looking for. Um, Cause I think sometimes what we can run into is if we don't know who we are and where we're going, and if we're not really clear on that, meaning if we don't own our brand, someone else will create a brand for you. You know, the heart might be in the right place, but you could look back at those images with the pink tutu or the laptop on the beach and say, oh my gosh, that is not me. I would never wear the tutu or have the laptop on the beach. But that photographer doesn't know what they don't know. That's so true. And, and I'm thinking back to when I started Caravelle Coaching, and I wasn't clear on who I was and how I served my people. I was still kind of in that discovery period. And so I was allowing myself to be really informed by others and what I thought I was supposed to be. And I look back at some of my photos and my logo, and I mean, it's not at all who I am now. And in a way, maybe I needed that process. Maybe that was part of the clarity process. But I think for a lot of coaches who have been doing this for a while, I think what you said is really important, that that clarity of purpose needs to be shared with your team, including your photographer, so that they can help you share yourself in the world in a way that's consistent with you, but also in a way that's going to speak to your client. I agree 100%. 
um, especially on the fact that I do think that sometimes those experiences happen to kind of lead us to the next place as well. Yeah, everything has a purpose, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious from your perspective. So you're working with a client and they're sharing with you what some of their core values are or how they want to connect with their clients. How do you take that information and then let it inform your process? Uh, great question. One of the things that I look at um, is just their everyday life. Like I like to ask a lot of questions around what does a day in their business look like? We also go in to evaluate what we're currently seeing and kind of evolve that a little bit over time because I, I don't believe in like burning it all down. Sometimes you want to. Sometimes I've wanted to burn it all down and start over. <laughs> Me too. Very, very jarring for your audience to see that. <laughs> so it's better to evolve it a little bit at a time. <laughs> but um, and asking those questions and even like prompting them sometimes to have a question on Instagram stories, like what does this mean to you? If it's a key pillar of what they talk about, or um, if you had to describe our brand, what would you say? And getting that feedback from your audience can kind of tell us the direction that we need to head in. Um, Because many times people think of the branding as the images that we're putting out there or your logo. And it is that, but it's also more so about what other people think of you and what would they describe you as to someone else. So that's really, really helpful to see where that is because then you can see where you need to transition to. And I love that you're talking about finding this balance between how we as the entrepreneur view ourselves and how we want to show up in the world, but also how we are being received by our clients because both are important, right? I mean, we, we can't focus on one to the exclusion of the other, or we're either going to lose the client or we're going to lose ourselves in the process. And I'm wondering too, is for you as someone who partners with the client to help share that message. Do you ever get a sense that maybe there's a, a disconnect between those two? And if so, like, how do you approach that with your clients? Oh, I find it happens all the time. And I am completely like not exempt from it either. It's happened to me as well. We had a time period um, in my business where we were doing a lot of work with bodybuilders and I was actively competing as an award-winning bodybuilder myself. If you don't have like a clear direction in what you're attracting without excluding the other things too, that line can kind of get blurred and like, do we only service bodybuilders and gyms now? And it's like, no, we service business coaches and we have all these other kind of clients. So we had to start asking that question and we periodically will pop in something in stories too. And the feedback was that complete like fitness related feedback and bodybuilding. And some people thought that we offered nutrition and workout coaching. I'm like, oh, okay, we have to oh, dial wow, it back okay. on the athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely happens. Researching is a big part of that. <laughs> and it can totally get blurred. I find that Sometimes having someone from the outside looking in to help you with the strategy and help you evaluate what others think versus what it really is or who you really are um, makes all the difference because, again, in that example, even I have my blind spots. So I work with a social media coach for my brand, too, because we all have blind spots about ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I work with a coach, too. I may be a business coach, but I also have my own business coach because I value having that external objective viewpoint and someone that can provide me feedback and let me know when maybe I'm getting a little too narrowly focused 
or I'm too broad. It, it's just so helpful to have someone like that in your corner, especially if they're a colleague, someone who does similar work as you do. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that um, really like just evaluating those two differences and then having someone else that can give you a perspective on that. Um, a great way for me is, again, I, I work with a social media marketing coach. So I am a big advocate of looking to hire someone on your team that can help you with that, um, especially if it's not what you do or what your strong suit is. But also sometimes if you're not quite ready to invest in that, having like a business best friend um, who at least has some background in that because in running their own business, they do have to put things out there on social media. They do have to deal with imagery. They do have to deal with branding. Um, is a little bit different than maybe asking a family member who's not in business. I love that idea. And actually, I have uh, two business besties that I communicate with on a weekly basis. And that's exactly what we do for each other. We're able to kind of provide that external objective view, and it becomes a great place to have a sounding board about some of the things we're working on. And they're my friends, but they're also professionals in their field, and they're not afraid to step up and say, I'm not following you, or I don't think your clients are going to really resonate with that. I mean, they'll give me the hard truth when I need it. Yes. Actually, one of your previous um, guests, Erica Corday is that person for me. And we're, we're very honest with each other, sometimes brutally honest, and it's so necessary. <laughs> it is. And Erica's wonderful. And she is someone who will be honest with you. That's for sure. Like, you're going to know what Erica thinks. And I so value that about her. Yes. <laughs> the other thing I'm realizing too, you know, I think a lot of times entrepreneurs in the early stages of their business, they are solopreneurs. They are one woman or one man shops. They're trying to do it all. And as we grow, it becomes really important to recognize when we need to start delegating and when we need to start handing things over and giving ourselves permission to really step into that CEO role and work on our business so that we're not always working in it. And I think what you're talking about too, about consulting with people in your field who are experts, that's also a step that we can take to really embrace that CEO role for, for ourselves. Yes, it really is. Um, and I think sometimes even being a part of like a coaching group, like a group coaching program can also be really helpful for that too. But I will say the caveat to that is before I recommend asking others what they think, really getting that crystal clear clarity on who you are, who your business is, which may not be the same thing. And then also, where do you want to go? Who do you want to attract? Who do you want to help? What impact do you want to have before you start asking the questions? Because I've seen the other side of that too, where we receive all this information and ideas, but if we're not clear on those things first, then now we're taking on what worked for everyone else, which may not work for you. That's such an excellent point. That's exactly what happened to me in the start of my business because I wasn't clear and I was seeking all this external validation and it totally led me off track. So I think that's a really good point. And I think when we are trying to get clear on those things, that's also when we can bring our intuition into play, when we can connect to that inner voice, that inner wisdom that guides us. And I'm really curious in your business, how your intuition has shown up and influenced some of the decisions you've made or, or choices you've made. One of the ways it's shown up has been like, I, I don't even know how to find words to that, but it's just like this feeling in the pit of my stomach, almost like butterflies, like being in a roller coaster. 
Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sometimes comes up when I'm having to make a decision and I realize this feeling is here. And I'm like, okay, this is saying listen to something. Um, and then the older that I've gotten, the more experience I've had, I've been able to take a step back and before actually making the decision, ask myself, okay, what does this feeling mean? Does it mean that this is the wrong choice? Is it excitement that it's the right choice and it's perfectly aligned? But I definitely take like those biological feelings or things that come up. For some people, it might be um, in their throat or just different things or suddenly a headache comes and I'm like, this is a sign. <laughs> let's pause. Let's evaluate what this is and then kind of go forth from there. And almost every time it's been this client's misaligned and for whatever reason, we shouldn't take on this client or, you know, this direction that we were thinking ahead is not going to serve our people the best. This project that I just got invited to is like super exciting and amazing. And it's going to push me to step into a whole new place. So it can be positive. It can be, hey, we need to pause on this. But that feeling is definitely there for a reason every time. Yes, I agree. And I, I love that you brought up connecting the intuition with the physical body. Because I do think oftentimes for a lot of people, that is the first clue that something is going on, that something's trying to get our attention, that when we clue into, you know what, I have this tightness in my, in my chest, or, oh, I've got this pit in my stomach, like that's our intuition speaking to us. Uh, it's just using our body as a channel. Uh, and that's how a lot of people have it show up. Other people, it's more of like they have a, a fleeting thought that almost feels like it, it didn't come from them, <laughs> it came from someone else, but it's like this this thought that's just saying, you know, not now or not this. And when we can give ourselves permission to connect with that and understand that it's just another form of data that we can bring into our decision-making process and, and evaluate whether it's, it's right or wrong. For me, it's usually right when it's my intuition speaking, but like it, that's just part of, of the process and, and we can make space for that. Yeah. And I found that for myself, like I personally had a lot of resistance around the idea of journaling, though it is recommended a lot from just different communities that I've been in and also from my mentor. But I think once I got over the resistance, I discovered that it was incredibly helpful. So when that feeling for me, that is usually like the butterflies in my stomach um, comes up, I've been journaling consistently enough to have some idea around why. And can I just thank you for being honest about that too? Because, you know, I, I mean, I'm a writer, I've written blog posts, I've written a book, and I also have resistance to journaling sometimes too. Like when I am, you know, downloaded someone's free guide and they're like, journal about this. My initial response is always like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Plenty of times. <laughs> oh and, and it's, but it's, you're so right that like once I kind of acknowledge that initial resistance and create space for it, and then do it anyway, inevitably something comes out of that journaling experience. And, and I think for me, that resistance is really kind of the last efforts of fear trying to keep me from moving forward, you know, because that's resistance is just avoidance for me in, in many ways. And so if I can just see it for what it is and make the decision to move forward anyway, there's, there's always benefit in the end. I agree 100%. And I'll also say as someone who is not a writer and is definitely more of a talker, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I've had to give myself accountability partner on that, um, which is actually Erica who we were talking about before, but like I made a pact. Okay. If 
if I'm going to let resistance keep me from journaling about things, or if I notice that pit in my stomach, I'm like, I know I need to go write this out and figure out what it was about. The only way I can get out of it is to go meditate about it, <laughs> which <laughs> I'm like, it's got to be one or the other. Either I have to do visualizations and meditation time to see what thoughts come to mind or I have to write it out. Well, and I love that because what you've just done then is you've allowed the resistance to be a signal, a cue that, okay, I need to dig a little deeper with this. There, there must be something here or I wouldn't be experiencing resistance like that. And so instead of succumbing to the resistance or trying to fight against it, you're just using it as a cue to delve a little deeper through meditation or so forth and, and explore it a bit. And I, I love that approach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I think this would be a wonderful time to move into the make it work moment. So this week, the make it work moment is brought to you by the Clarity Summit. So the Clarity Summit is a five-day event starting on September 30th, designed especially for intuitive helpers, healers, and coaches who are ready to grow their businesses. So in the summit, you will learn practical business strategies and resources directly from over 18 different industry leaders, including Raina Pomeroy, Natalie Gingrich, Andrea Jones, Allison Purrier, Melody Wilding, and today's guest. I'm so excited to have India be a part of the summit. So really, you're going to get everything from business growth to audience building, from social media strategy to mindset mastery. The Clarity Summit will cover the basics of creating and growing a profitable and fulfilling coaching business. And then on the last day of the summit, I will be hosting a very special masterclass that takes a deep dive into an aligned approach to the art of coaching. And the best part is that this summit is free. There is absolutely zero cost to attend the summit. So there's absolutely zero reason not to sign up. So head on over to claritysummit.com now to confirm your free registration. That's claritysummit.com. And I will see you at the summit. And so will India. So with that, I would love to know, I, I always ask my guests to provide the make it work moment for the listeners. And so I'm super excited to hear what you have in store for us today. Ooh, I love make it work moments because I think we can totally get stuck in idea and not take action. So important to take action. So my make it work moment is <laughs> journaling. <laughs> and if you hate journaling, meditate. One or the other. Yeah. But I think some questions to ask yourself during these exercises, whichever one you choose, is who am I? What do I like? What hobbies do I have? These are very personal brand focused questions, but then also let's move that into your business. Who is my business? Who do, they, who do we want to attract? Um, who do we like working with? How do we serve them? What impact can we make on the world when we work with these kinds of people and when we serve them in this way? Where is our future headed? And I think as you start to unpack the answers to these questions, either through journaling or meditation, it will become crystal clear to you when you go back and evaluate what do you see on your Instagram, Garen? What are you posting on Facebook? And does it match these things? Is it going to attract these types of people? Is it telling your story? The biggest thing in marketing and branding is people only know what you show them. And if your brand is what people think of you, once you start to do these clarity journaling exercises and meditations, 
you can slowly start to see where you may have been missing things. So if you love donuts, are you showing the donuts? If you love coffee, are you showing that? And if not, like we don't know. I love that activity. And, and actually, I think it's something that we can do not just at the start of our entrepreneurial journey, or even if we're about to do a rebrand, but it's something that we can do periodically just to make sure that we're really staying on track with who we are, who we're serving, and how is it showing up in our business. I agree 100% because we're constantly evolving. Yes, right? I mean, as human beings, we're growing, we're learning, and that's going to affect how we show up in our businesses too. And, and that's a good thing. So as we evolve, our brand may evolve as well. And if we are not taking the time to reflect on that, then who we are becoming is not going to be reflected in how we're sharing our message in the world. And so I love that your Make It Work moment is to reflect on that, whether through journaling or whether through meditation or, or another format that might work for you. Giving yourself the space and time to explore that is so critically important. Thank you so much, India. That is such a fantastic Make It Work moment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I've so enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for coming on the show. And I suspect our listeners are going to want to learn more about you. So where can they find out more? Sure. I love Instagram. It is like, maybe that's the millennial in me, but you can find me on Instagram. You can DM me any questions, any concerns. Um, I'm there at T-H-E India, spelled like the country, Jackson. Um, and I also have a website, indiajackson.com, and I am the co-host of Pause in the Play podcast with Erica Corday. Which is so good. You guys, seriously, I know we talked about this when Erica came on the show, but if you are not wa- listening to Pause on the Play, you need to subscribe. As soon as this episode ends, go subscribe to Pause on the Play. It is fantastic. And the two of you just do a wonderful job addressing issues about life and diversity and equity and inclusion, but also like how to infuse your business with those principles as well. It's, it's just a fantastic podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, India, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Lee. Again, I am so grateful to India for coming on the show and for sharing her story with us, her perspective on branding, and how intimately connected our intuition is with informing us about how we show up in the world, how we serve our clients, and then how we can take that information and allow it to inform our visual brand. It was such a powerful episode, and I'm really struck by the fact that it took going through difficult events as a model and hearing about the stories that other models had experienced that prompted her to go into this business. And she's really doing so from a place of serving others of advocating for others and for showing us that there's a different way that we can approach this work. I just think that's so inspirational, so powerful. India, I'm so glad you're out there doing this kind of work. I also want to thank those of you who listen regularly and who have taken the time to share a review on Apple Podcasts. And in fact, I'm looking at one right now from, I think it's short for Peacemaker or Peace MCK. And Peace MCK writes, I am so digging Lee's podcast. Part of leaning into this next phase of my business life is embracing my spirituality and intuition. I like the idea that we are the same people in our personal lives as in business. Lee does a great job of making the spiritual material work in the real world. She's smart, driven, kind, and seems like she knows exactly what she's doing. If you want soulful business advice, Lee's podcast is an amazing resource. Great for the mindful entrepreneur and the woo adjacent. 
Oh my gosh, peace MCK. I'm going to print this out and like tape it on my bathroom mirror. So every morning I see it. And if I'm ever having a day where I'm doubting myself, I am just going to read your lovely review. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. To those of you who've already submitted your review, thank you. I appreciate it. It's reviews like this that help grow the Work Your Inner podcast and the Work Your Inner Wisdom community. They really do make a big difference. So if you have two minutes today to head over and leave a review of the podcast, I would be so grateful. And I thank you in advance. I'd also love to know what you think about the podcast and this episode in particular. You can continue the conversation over at the Work Your Inner Wisdom Facebook community. Every week, there is a thread where you can ask questions and share your insights about that week's episode. And it's a great place to connect with other spiritually oriented entrepreneurs. So head over to workyourinnerwisdom.com slash community, and that will take you straight to the Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. I would also love to connect with you over on Instagram. That is really the space where I am showing up and connecting with people. So come find me at LC McDonough. Feel free to send me a DM or give me a follow and let's connect over there. Okay, my wise ones, that's it for me this week. I'm your host, Lee Shea McDonough. I look forward to connecting with you next week. And until then, be sure to let your inner wisdom lead the way. Mm-hmm.